is a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. There's a spirit. And the Texas Tech Red Raiders, for the second time in three years, are headed to the College World Series. Welker takes it at the 11. New routines pave the way. Welcome in, everybody, to the Talking Tech Podcast. My name is Steven Rodriguez. My co-host, Tristan McGonigal. Tristan, how you doing today, man? I'm doing 50-50. 50-50. Yeah, just like the uh, slate of games Texas Tech had this weekend. Uh, two, or Well, I guess since Thursday, since Thanksgiving. Uh, two wins, two losses. Uh, for two wins coming for the basketball team. One loss, of course, coming... Uh, for the football team and one loss uh, for the basketball team losing to Houston. Um, kind of a tough ender uh, to the weekend, a nice start. Uh, we were all excited about the basketball team. Uh, they looked good against some, you know, uh, mediocre at best opponents uh, in Northwestern state and Sam Houston state. Uh, but I, let's talk about, let's talk about football before we get into basketball here. Uh, okay. State wins 50 to 44 against it was, it was kind of a throwback Texas tech game. It was, you know, it was like it was a classic uh, early to early to mid two thousands Big Twelve game. Lots of scoring, uh, tough defense, uh, like very porous defenses. Um, you know, there's some bright spots, some some sad spots. Unfortunately, the game streak against the Oklahoma State Cowboys has been snapped. Um, but you know, it's it, it was it was rough to watch, but at least we made it in the game in the end. So um, I'm trying to find some silver linings because it was just a weekend of else so yeah it's I, the football game was tough uh it, it we kind of we kind of just got behind there in the third quarter uh oklahoma state took over we made some pretty brutal mistakes uh coming from both coaching staff and uh uh just overall execution from the players including you know that onside kick attempt after we just took the lead in the third quarter um and Very then they, they returned it for a touchdown <laughs> Uh, I don't know, you know, Matt Wells is the first one that people are going to go to blame this year uh, for, you know, because he's made some coaching mistakes and same with David Yost. But uh, I, I can't be mad at the attempt at, you know, trying to get a bigger lead on him there. Uh, The decision itself wasn't the worst part of that, but the execution was just awful. I mean, it looked like we just, we just, we've never practiced that before. And we just went ahead and tried it. And I, I know that's probably not the case. So I wonder, you know, this comes back to the player talent versus a coaching staff. Who's more to blame here. And I think on that specific play, it's more, it's more on the players, man. That that was run horribly. <laughs> Interesting analysis. Uh, it kind of seemed like an inch, a, a, a weird play call because our defense was playing really well. I don't know why yeah. you don't send it deep and let our defense who's playing really well, keep you in the game. Cause we had the lead at that point. Um, you know, I don't know why, I don't know why you necessarily felt like you had to get cute at that moment in the game in the third quarter. Um, I mean, you may maybe wait till the fourth if things are starting to look a little momentum shifty, but it's at that point in the game, it felt like we had it. It felt like it was in our hands. Cause we, we, we had, you know, just scored 
and we're looking to, you know, continue on a great defensive streak. So I don't know why you don't give your defense the benefit of putting it deep with our uh, great punters and just letting Oklahoma State respond rather than trying to do it for them like like that, you know, just skip over them and, and try to go for another score. I like the aggressiveness. I just don't know if it was the right, the right call at the time, but it, it will certainly seem like the pivotal, pivotal moment in the game. Yeah, no doubt. Um, the – I, I think that's I think we're coming from two different angles right here and uh, I, I get your point. Um, I, I think when you're three and five and Oklahoma State is still I think they were five and two at the time, uh, you tr- you got to try some stuff to try to you know get, get momentum swung your your way. you're on the road, you know you may as well try something but uh, obviously did not work out for us and then uh, it was kind of mistake stacked upon each other after that uh, Bowman threw the pick six right after that. And then he got the safety and uh, then we ended up, you know, kind of, and, and I think the thing that I get out of this game most is that we're, we got some good young talent and we got some good returning guys that are going to be coming back. Um, we need to improve obviously on, on prob- on both lines. Uh, both lines were, were pretty bad this whole game uh, defensively. I just I don't trust our defensive backs really at all. Rico Jevers went out this game uh, on the linebacking core early, so that hurt us, uh, especially because <laughs> Oklahoma State ran all over us with a second string running back, really a third, well, yeah, second second third string running back in Desmond Jackson uh, had he <laughs> he has 370 yards all season, and uh, 235 of those came in this game. <laughs> so you had three touchdowns in the first half. That's just something you can't do. You you can't let a backup running back go and light you up like that. And uh, uh, just disappointing. It was a running back showcase on both sides. So it seemed like there was a lot of movement on the ground um, this game, which is kind of kind of strange for a Big 12 shootout. But it's, again, it really frustrating to watch, uh, you know, our, our defense who has played pretty dang serviceable all year, you know, enough to win games kind of, fall apart this game um you know where we let them score that much that's it's definitely on the defense so it's it's really frustrating but uh you know some there were still some bright bright spot bright spots on the defense you know Collins Cooler still had a pretty dang good game you know uh, with that fumble so it's it's you're never going to turn down turnovers like that so uh frustrating game you know I I just I didn't think we we're going to win it but it's still it's, I, I'm just I'm just pleased that they didn't give up whenever the momentum was clearly gone and they're in an Oklahoma state's hands. Cause we brought it down to the end. So at least we can look at it like that. Yeah. And that was kind of the theme of the weekend, especially with the two losses that we didn't really give up at the end when we got down, you know, a good amount uh, early on. And we'll talk about the Houston game here in a bit, but um, just to end it off with, with football um, we play Kansas uh, this weekend to end the season, maybe I don't. I don't know the whole bowl situation. Um, if we do end up going to a bowl with four wins, uh, Kansas is zero and eight. So I, I hope we get to that fourth win, or else, yikes! <laughs> but um, I guess we'll see. Kansas is not very good. <laughs> no, they just they just came off a fifty nine to twenty three loss to uh, TCU. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we get a good, a nice win to uh, end the season. They've pretty much been killed by everybody this year. <laughs> it's, oh, it's actually brutal. Holy moly. I'm looking at their scores right now, dude. They haven't been within like 20. 
Like Coastal Carolina was their closest game, 38-23. That was their closest game. And so uh, hopefully we take care of business this weekend uh, against the Jayhawks. Um, you know, keep going, keep rolling with Bowman. Uh, we should also mention that Henry Columbia didn't play this game. He was kind of a late last minute scratch. I don't know really what for, I think it was, uh, uh, he felt some tightness somewhere and they just told him to take off the day, I guess. I don't know, but they were going in the whole, the whole week or the whole two weeks, I guess, because of the bye week uh, Matt Wells was saying that Columbia was going to play uh, and Bowman was going to play. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's a healthy scratch or, or a, uh, just a scratch. So uh, kind of weird, but um, yeah, I, I guess what are your, what are your just last minute thoughts on this Oklahoma state game? Um, it just, just frustration. You know, I, I just, it, I, it, it was kind of one of those things where we got behind and it kind of was one of those close losses that we're so used to um, just it, for, for some reason, this, this Texas tech program has lacked any sort of finishing, ta- uh, finishing juice, um, barring the uh, the the Baylor game was a rare uh, close win, comeback win. So I, I'm just frustrated to uh, watch us uh, throw away a game like that. I didn't think we were gonna win, but again, it's just I'm just I'm I'm just ready for football season to move into the off season, man. I mean, I, I love I love the Texas Tech Red Raider football team, but I'm just. Uh, I get, I'm just much happier watching the basketball team. So yeah, no um, doubt. Much happier. <laughs> uh, I, I think one last thought I had on football is we got to really try to keep the guys that are good on this team. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, they don't leave uh, because we've seen that happen in the past with guys like Jonathan Giles, who, who have left after a year. Um, uh, who's the, who's the big defensive lineman that left for LSU too? Uh Oh, you're talking uh, about Braden Fajoko? Yeah, Fajoko left. You know, we just had, we've had, you know, super talented guys that just decide to leave. So guys like Ezukama, guys like Sa Roderick, you know, Xavier White, these type of guys we really need to bring back for next year to have some sort of, you know, cohesiveness. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the last thing I had. We can kind of move on to basketball here. A um, couple good wins against uh, Northwestern State. And Sam Houston State to start off the year, Mac McClung averaged 19 points a game in those first two games. Uh, he really showed out. I mean, uh, he was he was awesome those first two games. He really was, man. I, I didn't think he was going to be this sort of guard. You know, I, I thought I, I, I thought he was just going to be kind of like a nice boost to the, the team. But he's really looking like a leader. You know, he's really looking like a a, a player that has a star next to their name. You know, like uh, a true all star. You know, he's just. I, I think he might come out of the season with the mo- most points of anybody on the team. So it's, it's, he's really, he looks like he's really honed in his three ball, you know, and he's definitely athletic to uh, swoop in and kind of Russell Wilson his way on the inside. And it's, it's crazy. He's so much fun to watch. Russell Wilson or Russell Westbrook? I, my bad. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. That is my bad. Hey, Russell Wilson's also very, is quite the athlete as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, a little, I, was, <laughs> I was a little confused on that. I was like, my bad. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody. No. <laughs> um, but yes, no, but Westbrook. The thing about Mac that uh, I kind of thought going into the year is he went to the NBA draft combine and got some feedback from scouts and that kind of stuff to see what he could improve on. And, uh, I, he wants to make this his year because he wants to go to the NBA draft after this year. And you could tell that he wants to do that just in these first three games uh, because he's really fighting. And I respect that about him. Sometimes I wish he would pass the ball a little more. He's never been 
really one for passing uh, at Georgetown. He only averaged two assists a game. Uh, he's not doing much of that. You, you can tell on the pick and rolls that he does. He looks for his own shot before he looks for other people. And that's a little concerning. Uh, I hopefully we'll get that cleaned up a little bit uh, as the year progresses, because it is a team, you know, it's not just about uh, an individual here and, and Chris Beard stresses that all the time. So I'm sure he'll get it cleaned up, but you could tell in that Houston game when nobody got anything going, Mac was over six from three against Houston. So um just I, I, he'll clean it up as, as you know as I'm talking about it but uh, uh, let's let's go into Houston let's talk about Houston because uh, disappointing game for the Red Raiders we ended up losing 64 to 53 to the Cougars who are a very good team very good program Kelvin Sampson's a fantastic head coach um, and they got some ballers on this team they got a lot of good guards and they shot the lights out in that first half man yeah, I'd be surprised if they don't win the American. You know, they they yeah. they they were red hot that first half. They came out and punched us in the mouth, man. Like it, they, I haven't seen us get outclassed like that in a while. Uh, you know, under Chris Beard, so that was it was very concerning at the very beginning. A little frustrating um, to watch our our offense have zero sort of rhythm. You know, there was they're like yours kind of talked about with the mackerel. Um, he, there's, there was zero, it felt like there wasn't much team play, you know, it was bad passes, you know, uh, weird shots, you know, they kind of head scratchers all the time on offense and, and Houston just, if they're at the three, they sunk it. And if they, if they were open, they sunk it. They, they were red hot from the hands. So, uh, you, you got hats off to the Cougars. I'm not that mad that we lost this game because of how well they played. I'm just frustrated with how badly we played, especially in the first half. Yeah, and it was it was a tale of two halves because the first half we looked uh, pretty pitiful to be honest. Uh, you know, coming out slow, Houston was winning all the 50-50 balls, and that's not something you see out of a Chris Beard team very often. Um, yeah, but the talent's there, and you could see that in the second half. Uh, Beard made adjustments. He kind of sat uh, Santos Silva a little more because he was kind of outmatched with with the heavy guard play that Houston has, fast paced. Um, but you know, there's a balance you need to keep. And with Marcus out of the game, you lose that rebounding advantage that you usually get um, with him on the floor. And so Tyreek Smith actually brought some good minutes in there. He's a little more athletic uh, of a big man, you know, to get in there and he'll, he blocked a few shots there and, and he's, he's, you know, um, but Houston was, we shut them down really in the last 15 minutes of that game, we completely shut them down. I think they, they went without a field goal for the last like 10 minutes or so, 10 or 12 minutes of the game. So um, that is encouraging because you can see we have these young guys, you know, we have uh, Micah Peavy and we have Namari Burnett who has not looked good at all this year so far, um, but they're young and they're going to make these mistakes early on uh, in the season. They cleaned it up. Micah had a fantastic second half uh, against Houston. So uh you know, it's just, it's early, early season jitters, you know, first big test uh, for us. And, you know, we, we didn't come out on top, but uh, there's a long season ahead of us. For sure, man. It, that's, that's a great point with the second half. We really locked him down. That was some, some true Chris Beard defense going on there. Uh, it's really frustrating whenever you hold them off the hoop for that long and you just, for some reason, cannot get back into the game or you are for a second and he just, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and get it going. The, the free throws were unacceptable. Oh, that oh, we left oh, wow. eleven points, I believe, off the off the board, off of free throws, free points. And the frustrating thing is, a lot of these came from like guards. You know, I, I kind of expect you know some big men to, to miss some free throws, but I mean, whoever you're missing, like like a 
uh, Kyler Edwards, you know, was just he, even he was missing his, his some of his free throws. And it's just, you know, that's of course, as a fan, that's when a time you're really pulling your hair out, because had we been sinking at least if we were seeking more of those, we probably would have been in the game and probably would have had a really great shot to win. So. Yeah, you're not a lot of teams are going to win when you shoot 54% from the free throw line. Uh, and we were getting to the line. That was, you know, that was the part that was good about it was Mac was being aggressive, got to the line in the second half. He shot, I think he shot like 10 free throws or something in the game. Kyler, you know, got to the line a few times. Micah got to the line a few times. But these guys got to clean it up and they got to make their free throws because it's so crucial, uh, especially when you're trying to make a comeback, every point counts. And so uh, those free throws were super, you know, disheartening to see. Um, and, and the turnovers were terrible too, uh, especially early on. I think we, we ended up with like 18, 18 turnovers. <laughs> that's not good. That's not good at all. Um, and that's, that's, I think the effect of a team not being used to each other yet and not, you know, knowing the offense yet. And so, uh, like I said, we have a few games against some cupcakes to end off uh, out of conference play. And then uh, we start Big Twelve, so hopefully we get uh, get some stuff cleaned up. For sure. I mean, I would I would have liked to see us uh, get tested again against St. John's, um, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but overall, we did mount. We did. We got to look at some of the brighter sides. These guys, we yeah, they're young and they made a lot of very head scratching mistakes. But like you said, they they mounted a great comeback, and they they were they were there. They just lacked some of the few key fundamentals that could have put them over the edge, you know, with, with the free throws and turnovers. So uh, I, I'm still pleased with where this team is at. There's, it's a long season to go, and uh, Houston's a great team, and they really wanted it, and they got it. So hats off to them, and I think our boys have, a, have, a, have some work to do, but it's nothing that can't be overcome. No doubt. And uh, like you said, uh, St. John's canceled this week. We were going to play them on Thursday, uh, but uh, St. John's went out and said they talked to medical professionals and uh, they canceled our game, deeming it too risky uh, to play against us. Uh, Disappointing for Texas Tech because that really gives us a – that was going to be a win for the Red Raiders. St. John's, despite their 3-0 record, are not very good. Uh, they haven't been very good the last few years. Um, and that would have been a power six win for the Red Raiders. Uh, and that's not going to happen now. And, and unfortunately, we end our out-of-conference play with Grambling State, Abilene Christian, and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. So three not very good opponents. We're going to, you know, hopefully we're going to end up, you know, five and one in this out-of-conference slate, which is fine. But when your only real test was Houston and you lost, that's not going to look good on the committee for the tournament, you know, later on and, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, they did say, Texas Tech did say they're trying to find a replacement game. It's going to be tough to find a replacement game in a few days, uh, especially with, you know, just the shit show that college basketball scheduling has been so far. Um, But, you know, we, you do, you do with what you can, Uh, you know, Chris Beard's always going to have his guys ready, even when crap like this happens. Gosh, man, that was so short notice too. You know, like St. Yeah. John's really waited to the last minute to to do this to us because, like, it's not it's not just your team that's affected by that. You know, it's now we have uh, now we have a huge gap and they had a conference. You know, like it just it kind of seems unacceptable to me because I mean I, I I'm not saying that you know COVID you know COVID's not a serious issue, but like what's the difference between playing Tech than anyone else? You know, do you think that Tech isn't taking the precautions that anyone else is that you know to the max? 
So I get Lubbock as a hot spot, but do you think the teams are being exposed to any of that? No. So it's just it, obviously they're going to be under much more strenuous, hyper focused healthcare, you know, like or uh, you know restrictions of more like a bubble than anybody else. So it's just it, it's really frustrating to me. I really wanted to, to see a play uh, another solid team, and especially at home. Well, so, it's hard. Uh, yeah, and it's hard not to think that they aren't really putting COVID as the number one priority here. They immediately scheduled BYU right after. Uh, so they knew they were talking with BYU before they canceled our game uh, to make sure they had a game to replace Texas Tech with. So uh, if they couldn't have gotten that BYU game, would they still have canceled because of COVID? Like, you know, uh, they they claim the surging cases in Lubbock were the reason. Uh, and there are, I mean, it's not, you know, something to be lied about. There are a lot of cases in Lubbock right now, but there also has been for the last few weeks so and months. And so I, you know, why cancel right now? Were you just waiting until BYU got that game? I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just a, a little sketchy there from. Let's uh, just from, call them chickens. Okay. Yeah, we'll just say they're, they're scared. They're cowards. We would have won. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we do, we do play grambling uh, this week. And so, you know, hopefully we get another win on the board uh, would be really disappointing if we didn't, <laughs> um, but <laughs> grambling, not very good. Uh as you'd think. So uh, that's, that's the Texas tech basketball slate. Hopefully we'll somehow come up with a makeup game later in the week. For sure, man. So I, I guess right now we only have two games to look forward to this week, unfortunately. Yeah. And, uh, and hopefully they should be blowouts. If oh. they're not, if they're not blowouts, I might just, I might blow up. <laughs> we, we, I hope our guys come out and just let loose on the Jayhawks, man. I, I, I want to see us just, I want to see us blow someone out. We haven't been able to see that yet. We should have saw it at the beginning of the year against Houston Baptist, but I'm ready for us to just absolutely slay Kansas. I mean, Kansas has only beaten us at home once. Um, well, they've only beaten us twice in their entire, our entire series. So it, it should be an easy dub. They are zero wins bad. So, uh, <laughs> Well, hopefully it's just a, a week of celebration. I just wish we had more to watch. Yeah, that game, uh, the Kansas game is on FS2, uh, which really shows <laughs> that these teams are not very good. Uh, 11 a.m. kickoff. We're going to end the season with two, two 11 a.m. kickoffs. Uh, Tech is a 27-point favorite, so uh, that's cool. Thank you, Vegas. <laughs> Thank you, Vegas. Uh, and hopefully Kansas will be 0-9 and we will be 4-6 and to end the year. Uh, and then maybe a bowl game. I don't know. I, I don't know that. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what the bowl game situation is? Technically, everyone is qualified for a bowl. Um, I, I I don't know what the specifics are yet. I think at four wins, there's a decent shot at us getting a bowl. Actually, um, and I know there's some fans that don't want us to go to a bowl. I don't understand why. Um, if we're being invited, why the heck not go and get the money? You know, for a, a hemorrhaging athletic department and get to, to watch your team play what would probably be another bad team so we get another win in the year so i hope we do go bowling but i i, I don't know what the, the the situation is yet so but uh, fingers crossed man it'd be kind of fun it's been a while since we've been to a bowl unfortunately yeah and i mean everybody's gonna have an asterisk on this year especially if you're right. a four four and six team making a bowl or whatever but um I, I I'm with you. I'm with you. Why not play it? Why not go yeah. out and get another game under your belt and uh, 
you know, hopefully get another win and maybe we'll feel good going into the year, <laughs> going into yeah. next season. Uh, exactly. Even though, even though we always have this false sense of going into the next football season saying this one's not going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. I, we'll talk about that more on our uh, season recap a- after uh, next week's ep- next week's episode um, about, you know, expectations versus reality and uh, what we're looking at next year. But uh, hey, after this week, we'll probably outside the bowl game, we'll probably be switching to exclusively basketball. So that's something to be excited about. You know, Steve and I are much more excited and happier talking about basketball on this podcast. Um, so uh, looking forward to that and looking forward to uh, seeing our Red Raiders get a couple dubs. Yeah, no doubt. And we should mention uh, the women's uh, basketball team because they right. are 2-0. They are 2-0. They're uh, kicking butt their first two mm-hmm. games. Uh, they also Gray is a whole yeah, girl. Like, that Vivian, lady can yeah. play. Vivian Gray rocks. She's the OK State grad transfer, and she was all Big 12 last year. And so uh, she's still, you know, just continuing to do her thing. Uh, Chrislyn Carr is a freaking speedster, dude. That uh, that the point guard, she is she gets in the lane and I, I, she's very small, but she makes it work and she's fast and quick and uses her speed to her advantage. Uh, and then how about uh, coach's daughter, Bryn Gerlich, defensive stopper, apparently getting some getting some blocks, getting some steals. She's kind of doing a little bit of everything I've seen on the stat line. And I got to watch a little bit. I mean, I haven't got to watch a ton of it. But uh, that first game, especially, I watched, and uh, I, uh, we look good. We look good so far, for sure, man. And that's it's been really fun with ESPN Plus. I know some people are complaining about ESPN Plus, but it's been really nice to just watch our smaller sports. I should I say smaller, less televised sports. Um, get some broadcast time, and I can just stream it. So it's been really nice. I was able to watch the majority of both games, and I'm I'm impressed with what I see, man. I'm I'm excited. I I think this team will take a step forward in the Big Twelve. Um, obviously I'm not, I'm not thinking any big 12 race or anything like that, but I'm thinking we can probably break into the top half. I think think there's a shot that we can maybe, you know, get to five or better. Yeah. And I I don't think, I don't think it's out of the question, you know, being, uh, you know, for the top of the big 12, I'm not sure we'd have to play a quality opponent. We haven't really done that yet. So, uh, we'll see as the season progresses, but a good start to, uh, Krista Gerlich is, uh, you know, coaching career. Absolutely. Hope, uh, hope she's uh, another Chris Beard, you know, here, uh, a, a revolutionary and here for the long haul. And I, I don't, she, there's probably nowhere else she'd rather be being a Red Raider alum. So I'm really excited about this team. Really excited about basketball and both genders. Yes. Hopefully she doesn't pull a cliff and, uh, you know, famous alumni coming back to coach. Hopefully it doesn't work <laughs> out like that. But hey, Tim Tadlock. Let's talk about Tim Tadlock then. Okay. There. Tim Tadlock, I love that. Greatest coach of all time, probably. Red Raider alum. Okay. Not everybody's cliff. <laughs> Not everybody's cliff, but uh, I, I mean, I think that's, I think that's it for this week. Uh, Tristan, why don't you, uh, did you have anything else before we do song of the week? Uh, no, uh, I'm just, I think, I think everyone's kind of breathing a sigh of relief that we got an easy football game to, to finish off. And uh, I think overall, I think our fans are still really happy with this basketball team and uh, well, there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. Also, shout out to the crowd that was in Fort Worth. One hundred percent. Our guys from Ramblin' Raiders. Uh, they 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 were at the game. I know that, and uh, you know it was loud, man. It was cool seeing uh, for the first time in a while seeing like a, a an actual you know crowd effect on the game. So uh, shout out to all y'all that went to that game in Fort Worth. Oh, that was a home court, y'all. Thank y'all so much. We have the best fans, man. For sure, no doubt. Um, well, Tristan, why don't you go ahead and give me your song of the week? All right, so um, this is one I didn't expect I'd be saying this on this podcast as a big critic, but I mean, I feel like with this last Kansas game in Lubbock, I got to go with it. It's really fun. 
It's Co Wetzel, very oh, no. polarized, <laughs> very polarized musician, and I'm very much in that polarization zone. Um, but I got to go off of his new uh, album, Sellout. It's called Lubbock, and it's about him cutting his teeth in the town of Lubbock. Um, it, it's it's such a, it's a romp, man. And he he just gives all the love to Lubbock, and he gives a Texas Tech a shout out in it and everything. And it's just a blast of a fun drinking song to just you know I can picture everyone throwing this song on the radios or driving to Lubbock, and it's just it's just a blast. I think it's the best song on the album. You you love uh, his song Country Western. Uh, yes, very very <laughs> great country song. There. Big Co Wetzel guy. No, no. <laughs> I appreciate his 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 like Maverick style, but I mean, I just he's 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 a weird cup of tea to consume. I get you. I'm not. I'm not a big. I'm not a big Co Wetzel guy. But I did listen to that song, and it, it's it's a jam. It's a jam. Mm-hmm. It's a you know fun song. Fun song. Uh, but my song of the week is. Uh, I'm throwing it back a little bit uh, to. Oh, I'm not sure if this was 50s or 60s, but uh, Sam Cooke, uh, "Bring It On Home to Me." Uh, kind of these old these old jams, uh, old songs. They're very wholesome. They just talk about. It's a different time, man. They're you know. They're not talking about the uh, the crazy stuff that we talk about these days, uh, you know, using a bunch of curse words and a bunch of all that stuff. But uh, I sound like I'm about 80 right now. But uh, it's 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 yeah. <laughs> these damn kids get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, he's he's got he's got a lot of good songs. Uh, Sam Cooke, uh, obviously, he died too soon. But uh, bring it on home to me. Great jam, uh, super fun song. Got a, got a nice medley to it. So uh, that is my song of the week. I'm not quite sure I'm 100% familiar with that one. I'm excited to hear. Give that one a listen. You should. It's old school. It's nice. It's a fun jam. So, um, well, I think that'll do it here for this episode. Kind of a short episode for y'all, short and sweet. Uh, we'll get into it. Hopefully, we'll have some uh, more fun stuff to talk talk about next week. Uh, get you know this Kansas win under our belt. Get this Grambling State win under our belt, and uh, you know get back to uh, a winning culture at Texas Tech here soon. Absolutely, I look forward to recapping the football season and looking exclusively at basketball. For sure. You can follow both of us on Twitter. Tristan is at Tristy Mick. I am at L underscore S underscore Rodriguez. The podcast is on Twitter at Talking Tech Pod. And you can send us some mailbag questions, send us some general feedback, send us whatever the hell you want. You know, we don't care. Tell us, tell us your personal stories. You know, we love you. We, we, we love hearing <laughs> from y'all, from y'all here, the treasured listeners. Uh, that is Talking Tech Pod at gmail.com. And so I think that's going to do it, man. Always Wreck Tech. Wreck Tech. Uh, wow. First of all, uh, got a lot of respect for Stephen and Tristan. Uh, their program, tough guys, just uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, I just want to congratulate Stephen and Tristan on another great podcast. They were everything we thought they would be. Um, we have a lot of respect for their program. We have such a high opinion of them and want to congratulate them. I just want to tell Stephen and Tristan. Thanks for coming out. The energy uh, was really, really good in there today. You know, we fed off of it. I think it goes back and forth. Tremendous. 
a great job and, um, you know, just, just proud of our guys for the way they responded.